the hard shoulder on News Talk with the all new Nissan Juke, the coupe crossover by Nissan. Nissan, innovation that excites. That's right, it is that time of the week where we talk you to the best of the big and the small screen. This week I'm joined as always by Off The Ball's Sue Murphy and Serena Bellissimo of the Bellissimo Files on Spin 1038. You're both very welcome. Hey, how's it going? I'm not too bad, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Tell me, who would you like to see as the next James Bond? I have forgotten his name, but the guy who played the Duke in Bridgerton. Oh yeah, that's who we were talking about earlier, the Duke of Hastings. I think he will be brilliant for it. Yeah, yeah. He certainly has the inclinations, if you know what I mean. He you has know? everything that you need to be James Bond, I think. Yeah, he certainly does. He's got a taste, anyway, for the ladies. <laughs> well, Sue, what about you? Um, I always say Idris Elba for this, and I feel like when he's about 70, I'll still be saying Idris Elba. But um, I just think he's great. He's a crock now, isn't he? No, he's so suave. He can literally do anything or play anyone. I'm a bit of a Idris Elba fan. Isn't oh, I, I that, he'd need a he'd need he a walking frame by the time. No, he's going it to should be, in, be a woman gone. anyway. It should be a woman at this stage. Get rid of the men. No, Let's have a female James Bond. No, do you know what, Sue? <laughs> I'd rather a different franchise altogether. Like rather than yeah. taint Bond with just putting a woman in, let's yeah. just have another superb franchise with a female lead. I think there is already a movie, a Jane Bond, but it's in the kind of the blue section of the store. You know <laughs> I mean. Anyway, we better uh, move very swiftly on. Uh, Sue, let's start with uh, one of your TV picks uh, for the week. Uh, them, tell me about it. Yeah, um, I think I've become a little bit obsessed with this. It's out on Friday. Um, it's 10 episodes. It's a horror anthology series. So they're, they're going to treat different... Every series is its own contained story. But this really has stayed with me. Like I really have not been okay since I watched it. And I don't know if that's like a recommendation for other people to watch it. But it is so, so good. If you're into um, Get Out that film that was out a couple of years ago it's very much in that kind of vein um, it's a, a black family that moved to Los Angeles to Compton from North Carolina in the 1950s in the middle of the Great Migration and they try they just try to set up their life and continue on parenting their children and going to school and going to work and but everyone in the community is white. And when I say white, I mean, I think the woman across the road has actually applied white makeup to make her more white than she is. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable what they did. They're trying to get them out of the house. They start just intimidating them. Then it moves to violence. And all of this is going on outside the house while inside the house it's being haunted by something that's in the basement. So the second they show the basement, the one who was selling the house is like, this is great. Like not a lot of these houses have a basement. And I immediately went, great, a basement in a horror story. <laughs> this is going to go Are you really a fan well. of horror? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm really I'm a fan too. of horror. Yeah, and I like I find it. It's a bit weird. I feel like since I've had my little girl, I'm I'm weirder about horror. I find it harder to watch it. I find it harder to watch things with young kids in them, and like because there's a young girl in this who's the one that's initially haunted, and I'm finding that quite difficult. And like before, I wouldn't oh, have yeah. even crossed my I, mind. I will not watch something with a dead kid in it. I say it to my wife sometimes, yeah. and I say, "No, it's coming. I'm turning this off. If yeah. that kid dies, yeah. I'm turning <laughs> this off." <laughs> yeah, and that's what that what's what really comes through in this. So like, it's all. I almost feel like giving a health warning. Because it is like in parts of the first episode is very, very difficult to watch. She has a son in the first scene in a flashback and the son isn't there anymore. And you're just finding out what happens to the son all the way through the first episode. It is difficult. But there's the horror of what's happening in the the house and then the real horror of the people outside. And it's just brilliantly done. Like the guy who, who wrote this is a guy called Little Marvin and he hasn't done anything since 2006. And they've put they've put a lot into this as Amazon Prime. But. This is very, very, very good. Like, I would totally recommend it. But again, 
if you're not into scary stuff, there is quite a few jumps in the first episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave this to other people. Them, it's on Amazon Prime uh, from this Friday. Uh, Serena, your first movie pick, Steelers. Tell me about it. So this, I love this so against, like totally different to what Sue's talking about. It is about the world's first ever gay rugby club called the King's Cross Steelers. They came about in the 90s. And it basically, it's put together by an Australian journalist who when he went over to London he was looking for camaraderie um, and kinship and he found that in a rugby club and he thought that would be the last place he'd find it because when he was younger, he was 12, he was playing rugby and when they found out he was gay, they bullied him. So it is a story about the the club. They're at, it's called the Brighton Cup. It is the World Cup of the gay rugby team. So 60 teams from around the world come together. The Emerald, what are they called? There's an Irish team in there called the Emerald Warriors. So they come up in that as well. Um, I enjoyed this film. Yeah. I thought I should have enjoyed it more because right. I think there was... It was great and you can tell it's an independent film and I wish there was more money behind it and more of a team behind it because I think this should have been, this is also on Amazon Prime from the 16th of April and I think this probably should have been maybe a four-part or a five-part series because it should have told so much more and I felt like we were just getting okay. pieces. So like almost like a Last Chance You but for gay rugby players. Yeah, what's Last Chance You? You know, it's that Netflix uh, series. I need to get onto that, yes. Yeah, of like uh, there was American football teams and basketball teams. Anyway, it's just kind of the, the backstory of all these guys on it. And that's the thing. I wish we had that because there is, he follows three different people and they tell their story and then he puts in a bit of his story and I just feel like he's trying to tell us so much and he's not telling us anything at all if okay. you get it at the same time so I'm just like it should have more heart and it doesn't have the heart it needs to have where can people watch it Amazon Prime from the 16th of April okay, but, but it is still worth you, a watch okay you would I still would, recommend it yeah it was only about 90 minutes long alright yeah. okay that is manageable I just want more you want more alright uh, Steelers it is on uh, Amazon Prime from the 19th from the 16th of the April the 16th of April yeah. there we are 16th of April so your next TV pick is I know this much is true we have a little clip of it let's take a listen Patient needs to stay seated on this side of the table. Both of you need to stay over there. No handshakes, hugs, or physical contact of any kind. Thank you. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Lousy. You lousy? Why, why you lousy, buddy? Ralph Trinkwater's janitor here. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. He looks just the same, doesn't he? Hasn't changed at all, even after all these years. You look... You look good too, man. <laughs> what? You do? Seriously, considering... Considering what? Oh, I mean, all this, you know. Your hand, this place. Uh, I know this much is true is the name of it. Tell me about it, Sue. Yeah, if I, like if the other one was like, this is too scary, stay away from it. This is too sad, stay away oh. from it. But it's also brilliant, so I feel like I have to talk about it. But it's Mark Ruffalo plays twins, um, Dominic and uh, Thomas. Thomas has, uh, he's a schizophrenic, has a lot of difficulties, is on a lot of medication. In the first few minutes of the first episode, he goes into a library and uh, makes a sacrifice. Um, so he takes out a knife. Everyone thinks that he's going to attack people in the library and he cuts off his own hand. Ooh. And his brother is dealing with the fallout of this because their mother died of breast cancer a few years earlier. Um, his wife ha- has left him and their stepfather was relentlessly awful to them when they were, they were kids. So you have all of this at play and the main character, Dominic, is just trying to hold everything together and just like... I honestly got to the end of the first episode 
and I had the option of being able to watch the second. I was like, I have a bit of time. I could watch the second episode. And I was like, I don't, I just don't think I could do this at the moment. Like, <laughs> I need to go and watch Frozen or something like back in a while. It is grim because you're, he's just dealing with so much all at the same. I mean, at the end of the first episode is a prolonged scene where he's trying to get his brother out of a hospital that they sent him to, but it's the wrong hospital. And he's trying to say that he can't be here. This isn't the hospital. And there's a huge row in the middle of the hall with a lot of police officers. And it goes on for a long time. It's so distressing because the brother is really distressed and everything that's going on around him. But Mark Ruffalo is excellent in this he's just so good he plays the two characters so well and Dominic just has a tiny difference in his accent so it's it, it's just like the normal Dominic against like the mad Thomas is just insanely good but I would say that you might be able to watch one episode like every two weeks and then feel like I better go back right. to that now and see it. it is it's difficult to watch it does deal with mental health really in a really raw way but I would say it's it's just very good. Like he won the SAG award for it, which is the real. Like he just started to pick up a lot of awards for it recently, and I was like, this must be good. And a lot of people are saying it's hard to stay into it, but it's worth it for his performance. You and know? where can people watch it, Sue? It's now in Sky, so you'd be able to download it if you have this the Sky player, and it's on now as well. All right, okay. I know this much is true. It is on uh, Now TV. You can sign up for that. Uh, Serena, Concrete Cowboy is your next movie pick for the week ahead. Let's take a listen. Go. <laughs> This Chuck. You ain't making no friends, so watch your hands. There's a horse in your house. Oh, that's you right here. I ain't staying here. All right. Well, I'm gonna hit it, though. Once you step out, that door stays locked till morning. I'll leave in the morning. Now, Serena, I don't like horror. I do like westerns. Is this a western? It is a western. Yes. And this one's for Sue as well, because this one stars Idris Elba. Oh, James Bond. I've there you go. It. I've seen it. The geriatric James Bond. <laughs> Did you think this was great, Sue? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought his performance was brilliant, but I really liked the son. I wish he knew more about the son. Yeah. So this is. Remember with Steelers, I said they're trying to tell you too much and you don't get anything. With this, again, I feel like they're trying to touch on a lot because this is a fictionalization of a, a Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club, which is in Philadelphia. Basically, this is a western set in a concrete jungle, and it is true. This club does exist. It's basically a club where they bring troubled teens to try and get them off the, a life of crime. And okay. in, in this, Cole, his mum has got just gone, you know what, you're getting into too much trouble. I'm sending you to your dad. He's a strange dad, but he's a part of this club. Let's see if we can get you back onto the straight and narrow. As Sue said, the performances are outstanding. Idris Elba is great. Um, Caleb McLaughlin, who you'll know from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. He's in that. Yep, so the kid in that. And also his mother, who we don't see enough of, Lorraine Toussaint, who you'll know as V from um, Orange is the New Black. Yes. I think she is brilliant. So, like, they're fantastic. And I think what I really loved as well is you don't know until the end that some of the actors in it are actually part of this club, this urban riding club. Oh, they're directly cast from the club. Yeah, and you'd have no idea. Their acting is so good. But my husband and I were watching it and we just went, oh, my God, the best bit happens during the credits where you actually get the real-life members talking about it. I just wish there was more of that. Or they they chose one storyline to follow because there's so many different issues being raised here, each as equally as important as the others. But I just feel when you don't give it enough 
um, attention, it sort of gets lost. But then having said that, 35 minutes in, I pressed pause and went, okay, we have to be 60 minutes into this, don't we? It is so slow. It was only yeah, 35 minutes in. And oh, just really? Like, and it's slow only- in a bad way? Western yeah, yeah. I think of... we can quicken the pace a bit, right. like you know, like an hour and fifty-one minutes, and I felt like I'd been there for two and a half hours. Oh, so... that's not a that's not a good thing <laughs> no, to hear. But it's good. But I think it could have been the, so the much listener better. Listener can't appreciate the grimace you said it was on your face <laughs> as you said it was good. There, I'm not sure how genuinely just, you mean it. Yeah, no, I just think it could be so much better. And again, there's so many issues that could be touched on oh, in this. Okay. And if we just explored one of the, this, could be three different movies. And I wish they went with the three different movies. All right, Sue. So, uh, before I talk about your TV pick, what did you make of it? I that like that I really liked it, but I did think it took a dip in the middle. Like I, mm-hmm. I really liked the start of it and I really liked the mom as well. I was like, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great like coming of age drama. And then it just dips and it goes, you know the whole thing about like breaking a horse and they try to break him into this whole thing of like cleaning the stables and that goes on for a while. But then it comes back around. Well, if you've ever mucked out a stable, Sue, you know it takes (laughs) bloody forever. But see, it does. (laughs) And do you know what? With the stables as well, the cinematography is amazing. You could almost smell the stench of Mm. the the stables. So it makes you feel like you're there, but it's far too long. All right. Okay. So would you recommend it? You're not really sure. Unless you're an Idris Elba fan. I probably wouldn't. Okay, so Sue is all over it, in other words. Uh, before I let you go, Sue, Reeling in the Years is back. Yes, I am obsessed with Reeling in the Years. I don't oh, know if we're, like, we're the only family in this country. Whenever it comes on after the news, you're like, oh, I'll just watch this again. <laughs> You've seen it oh, like absolutely. times. It's great. I love it's when it gets just... to the summer and the news is shorter. You're like, yes, Reeling in the Years is back at half six. <laughs> Everyone loves it. It's so good. And it, it is the editing. Like The editing is just unbelievable in this and where they managed to drop in the songs and how the songs relate to the stories that they're telling. And like I was like, is it too soon? Is it too soon since 2019 for Stu? But they end with the start of the pandemic. And I think they're I think it would be I think it's okay. I think it's gonna look pretty good, but I'm really excited about it. I just hope it's just not too close in memory, if you know what I mean. I always like when there's a bit of you watch the eighties one you're yeah. like, Oh, I vaguely remember that. The same criticism yeah. was made the last time they did it for the previous ten years, that maybe it was too yeah. soon and elements of the crash that because we were still experiencing recession. You know, it would yeah. all be uh, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a little bit tainted by that. But I think it stands up. It does. And th- the thing about it is you're going to be watching this for years to come. So oh, it, they yeah. just keep rerunning it. And we're fine with that because it's such a good show. It is a real credit to RTE. I think it's really, really good stuff. Serena, are you a fan of it? I agree. I can't wait. I actually can't wait to see how they do 2019. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking forward to it. It is back uh, on Sunday. Uh, Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files on Spin 1038 and of the Ball Sue Murphy. Thank you both as always, for joining me here on The Hard Shoulder.